Well, Statistics Canada's numbers on fertility in this country show a pretty steady decline, this during the past 13 years. And in B.C., this province now has the lowest fertility rate in all of Canada. For more on that, we are joined by Jens von Bergman, who is a Vancouver data scientist. Jens, thank you so much for being with us this morning. It's my pleasure. Uh, can you talk to us a bit about the numbers and what specifically you were looking at as far as fertility rates and the changes we've seen in Canada? Yeah, so the fertility rate is basically the estimate of uh, how many children a woman would have during their childbearing lives. Um, so it's uh, based off the current birth rates per woman by age. So it's an age-specific metric. So what we've seen over in, in Canada, as in uh, many other wealthy countries is that has been declining over time. But um, what's interesting in the Canadian numbers is to look at how it's changed within different provinces. And there we've seen that BC used to be kind of middle of the pack in Canada in terms of birth per woman in the, in the early 90s. And that has steadily declined. And now it's um, the lowest and um, the gap is widening to the next province. Interesting. And I was looking as well. So nationally, even the decline from 2009 to 2020, the national rate to the fertility rate fell about 16 percent. And then in B.C., that number is a lot higher. Is it closer to 22 percent? Yes, that's right. So there's a lot of different things going on. You can see also that there were times when in Canada the fertility rate rose. And at other times, it uh, overall, it's mostly declined, but there were some short periods where it rose. And it's not always clear what is driving this. Um, there are many different uh, factors contributing to changes in fertility rates. What do you see driving it, though, when we talk about the different factors? What are some of those? Right. So overall, on the Canada level, um, some things are education, for example. So generally, women will delay childbirth while they are in higher education. And as more uh, um, people in Canada seek and receive higher education, go to university, uh, stay in university longer, maybe for more advanced degrees, that is a factor that generally delays childbirth. Um, There's also just changes in economic stability um, where um, sometimes people will delay it for a couple of years um, when the economy is not doing so well. So these are all things that are happening. But um, another factor that is um, generally thought of in the literature as um, impacting childbirth is also things like housing costs. In that people will choose not to have as many children or maybe not to have children at all if they can't secure a big enough house or or secure housing? Yeah, the main factor is thought to be that um, through delaying family formation. So if it's hard um, to find housing, um, young adults will maybe stay with their parents longer or stay in roommate situations longer. And it takes um, longer till they start to form their own family like partner up, um, live together with that partner. And um, so delaying that delay, again, delays the birth um, of the first child, which reduces the number of children they may have, but also just um, slows everything down. Uh, Do we know if it's a scenario as well where people are leaving BC um, to to go and have children elsewhere or finding uh, that they're going to other provinces where housing is more affordable or it's easier financially to have families? 
We have some anecdotes of all the stories, and we know generally people are leaving um, um, BC. It's it's really hard to say how that impacts birth rates. Do they leave before having children, after having children? Sort of it gets counted where the children are born. Um, but there are other things too, like really simple things um, here, especially in Vancouver when the market is so tight, people typically right-size their housing. They just don't have the funds to have an extra bedroom, which is a nice thing to have, but it's also a lot easier to think about having children if you have that extra bedroom. Right, which makes makes a lot of sense indeed. So when we're looking at these rates, so we're not specifically looking at, like you said, a lot of people, uh, women are delaying having children till later, which might mean you have only one or, or two, but you don't have as many as maybe you would have had earlier on in life. Does this look as well at, at what that does for actual fertility rates in, in the amount of women or the number of women who can still have children? Or is it more the women are choosing not to have children? Well, it's, it's really hard to think about, um, think about this in choice. So in terms of delaying, what we do see is that um, the decline in fertility is particularly pronounced in the age groups below the age of 35. And actually, in the ages after, it, it is increasing like it is in most of Canada, um, births um, above the age of 35. And it's decreasing a bit faster in BC than in the rest of Canada, too. So that definitely points to delaying. But um, the fertility rates just are so much lower in those older age groups um, that it just doesn't make up for, um, say, the drop in, dramatic drop in, in women giving birth um, in the age between 30 and 35 that we see in BC. For example, right, and do you look at five to thirty? Oh, sorry, okay. Yeah, do you look at other countries as well to see if we're seeing similar patterns? Yeah, so this is something that is not unique to BC. We've seen declining fertility in many um, um, richer countries. It's sort of a general trend that um, as a country becomes richer and more educated, birth rates tend to decline. But the trends also aren't universal. There are countries that have managed to reverse this. Um, we see also um, evidence where countries that are, um, once they get very rich, um, birth rates revert again. So there's, again, this sort of economic factor coming in where, um, say, in some northern European countries, um, birth rates are higher than in um, the rest of Europe. And when you talk about that, that's interesting to look at the, the correlation there. Uh, when we talk about housing being one of the factors in BC where people would maybe choose not to have a child, or like you said, if you don't have that second bedroom, mm. does it also factor in or do you also look at salaries? Because that's often been something that not only is housing so expensive in BC, a lot of times the salaries in BC are less than what we might see even in other provinces. Yeah, well, we've seen a lot of shift on the salary front. So in, in sort of started maybe between the early 2000s to now, salaries have risen. Um, like in Metro Vancouver, median incomes have risen faster than they have in other parts of Canada. And then part of that is sort of an effect where when the market is so tight, low income people just get pushed out. Um, this is particularly pronounced in the city of Vancouver. So, um, you know, in, in some sense, it's probably the relationship between salaries and housing prices that, that is really driving this. I mean, if everybody was making a million dollars, then it wouldn't be so bad if housing is expensive. But um, that relationship really is, is what, what's, um, what's driving, I think, some of the delayed family formation and also the right-sizing of housing where it's just 
just much more difficult to think about children if you're already in a tight space. All right. Well, Jens, interesting numbers, certainly looking at those rates in BC and right across the country. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time this morning. Uh, My pleasure.